This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sigmund, serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. Such a great show. I have Kempire here, who is the expert on everything pop culture and housewives. He's got inside scoop. But first, let's get into some of the craziest, hottest topics that are happening right now in our world. Well, I mean, I could not stop watching this clip of Taylor Swift after she finishes her show running to Travis and making out with him. I don't know why it gave me chills. I've watched it over and over again. And he was, you know, at the show with her, you know, huge stadium like she does in Europe. I think I believe it was Argentina. And um, first she changed the words. I guess it was the first time she changed the words to the karma. Karma is your boyfriend who plays on the Chiefs, something like that. So the crowd already went insane for that. And then she ran and they hardcore made out. And anybody that's doubting that this isn't real, I just... I am not for you. I think she looks happy and I think she looks beautiful and I think she's glowing. Okay, now here's some crazy, sad, juicy crime news that's happening minutes from my home. This is so weird and disturbing. So there is a Hollywood agent. He's huge. He used to head up William Morris. He used to package some of your favorite television shows. Then he became the president of Magnolia Films. His wife was... Miss Mississippi. She was on Days of Our Lives and they had this beautiful family and they have, I think, two or three kids. But one of their child's name is Samuel Haskell Jr. So he is the oldest son of this big Hollywood agent. And he was living in his home in Tarzana, which is the next town over from me in a very nice $2.5 million home with his wife of many years uh, because they have a 12-year-old and an eight and a six-year-old all boys' sons. And at the house, her parents lived. And she was, I believe, of Chinese, was a Chinese immigrant. And her name was May. And everyone that they spoke to in the neighborhood said she was a super dedicated mother, totally, you know, threw great parties. They showed a photo of their backyard. You could see a slide uh, going in a play yard at a big pool. And people that were at the school um, just said she was wonderful. Well, she went missing. And so are her parents. And this is where the story gets very gruesome, and we don't believe the result will be anything but a triple murder. Um, this, So this man, Samuel Haskell Jr., he called some um, laborers to come and pick up 
these bags of which he said were rocks. He's like, come to my house, pick up these rocks. The two guys come and they pick up these bags. And as they turn the corner, after they took them, they took $500. They're supposed to take the rocks and dispose of them. And they both looked at each other and was like, that did not feel like rocks. That felt like sloppy, not rocks. They go and they look and they see what appears to be a torso and a belly button. They immediately go back to the guy and they're like, hi, we're not doing this job. Here's your $500 back. And they get the hell out of there. Good for them. They called the police and they reported it. And they said, this is where the bags were left on the driveway where we gave the money back. This is the house. The police go there and now the bags are gone. So now they start investigating what is going on with this person, Samuel Haskell Jr. Where is this woman? Where are her parents? And like the next day, a homeless man in Encino, which is the next town over from Tarzana, it goes Woodland Hills, Tarzana, Tarzana, Encino, as you're going to the East Valley. And in a um, in a dumpster, he found a, a human body part. Okay. Um, so they go, they they get they get that, and then they go to um the house. And they go into the house and they see that there definitely appears to be a crime that was committed there. There's blood. There is evidence of that. They arrested Samuel Haskell Jr. at the Topanga Mall, which I always talk about. So I I assume they arrested him and then they went and investigated the home, which is now a a crime scene. He has been arrested. The three kids were found safe. They were at their school and they are with family members. The two Hollywood parents especially the dad being, you know, he's done all this stuff with Dolly Parton. I mean, he was, he was, he deemed himself the nicest guy in Hollywood. Not to say that he's not. This is his 35-year-old son and she was 37, something like that. They were in their mid to late 30s and been together obviously a really long time. Um, but they're not saying anything. So I was like up in the middle of the night being like, what, where did this guy go to school? Which I don't know. I could not find that. What, what does he do? And they, I think it was Daily Mail, had collected some of his TikToks and and social media. And it appears that he was real bitter. He was saying things like, you know, the best thing about LinkedIn is that they streamline it so you get rejected even that much more. And, you know, he clearly couldn't find jobs. He'd done some photography for like Tyga. He'd done a couple like weird small films. Definitely doesn't seem like it was popping. And then the the compilation of his social media told me he didn't seem very funny. He didn't seem like a great writer. Um, I mean, just looking at this, it seems like he was probably a guy. He was good looking and he had this nice family, had all the opportunity in the world to make it in Hollywood. And he was not. And he was getting closer to middle age. And he obviously had some psychological problems. um, If in fact, this crime is what it is, which I do believe it is. But what to go to this length and were the did the kids see it all or did he do it while they were at school? Like, what was the time frame of this? All of that, we don't know. Um, the neighbor said that she was so sweet and she'd throw these great parties, but he always seemed weird and off. She didn't know what his deal was. Like, he'd come to the party, the family kid party for like 20 minutes and then go in his room. They didn't know if he was sick. They didn't know what was up. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just very weird because it's like the child of a Hollywood big wig that had, you know, a beautiful family and everything going for him. What was this? He did have a slight criminal past prior to this. Um, There was something with violence 
and he got probation. So that tells you that he probably had a great lawyer, got him off, but it was probably always something going on with him. And I'm sure people are doing um, deep dives and we'll know more. Very, very sad and disturbing, but, you know, a juicy crime. And here is a photo of him. They got they got their surveillance of him taking the stuff out of his own car. So I believe once the the workers brought back the bags with the body parts, he then took the bags. And the fact that maybe they only found one, maybe the other body parts are other places, or maybe the parents with their car, which is also missing, is in a whole nother location. And this was just the wife. Very, very sad. But amazing that they got all this on surveillance. And they got the surveillance from a neighbor's house of seeing the day workers come and then return with the with the bag. So good for them. A little follow-up on some other cases that I've talked about. The blind side story of Tui. We talked about this. This is the blind, the real story of the blind side with the Tui family and Michael Orr and this lawsuit. And there was some, you know, confusion about what we saw in the movie and what really happened and what um Michael Orr is saying. So this is what his case against his um, adoptive parents is saying. Um, they are saying that they paid him more than 138000 But there's some other things in which he really felt he was exploited. He said that a friend's father helped him get into the school where he was playing football and basketball. It wasn't the Tuies. He was already at that school playing and then... Then maybe she found him or found out about him and then took him in. Now, of course, the movie is, you know, based on true events, but these things are changed. So in the movie, we see her being like, you don't have a ride home. Where are you walking to? Come to my house. You know, but that's okay. That's a movie. It wasn't a documentary or anything. But in July of 2004, um, Orr was already, Michael Orr was already over 18, but he was still a student. And that is when they said, will you come live with us? So that's where the whole adoption thing gets iffy because they said he he thought he was adopted, but then they were like, well, because you're over 18, we're going to do it in this way where you're not really adopted, but it's a conservatorship in which then he felt he was taken advantage of and that he didn't get the benefits of truly being their child as it is. And in, 2000, um, in September of 2006, they negotiated a contract the parents for the movie of The Blind Side based on the book of Michael's story and their other two children. And that was all done through Creative Artist Agency, that's CAA. And, and then in another contract in April 2007, that was, that was assigned by Michael Orr. But he said it was, you know, I don't know, I guess sort of forced is what he's saying. But he signed away his likeness voice and the movie studio with any payment whatsoever. Then in 2005, he earned a scholarship to the University of Mississippi, and then he went on to play even in the Super Bowl in 2013 when he joined the Baltimore Ravens. He's made more than $34 million, and so I don't know exactly why he's bringing up this lawsuit. I think it's because he's hurt and he wants to expose this family and tell his side of the story. I, I hope he didn't. I hope he's not broke or anything. That part I don't know because he did make a lot of money as a professional football player. But as I said before, hey, when you sign over your life rights, that's how much you got. So they're saying we all got about 138. And that's what he got. And he's saying he felt that it was 
coerced and it was not what was presented to him or to the world or as we know it. So we'll see what goes on with that case. Now for another case I talked about here on Juicy Scoop is the Robert De Niro civil case with a former employee. So this woman by the last name of Robinson, she was suing for $12 million. She worked with him, worked for him for 11 years. She started out as a personal assistant, then worked for his production company, Canal Productions. And she brought in this case under gender discrimination and um, uh, and retaliation. She believed it was a gender discrimination and retaliation case. And I'll explain why. So basically, she said she worked with him for all these years and there were some things that were just not OK. He uh, called her twice when she was at her grandmother's funeral in which she said, I really need this time off. He had an itchy back and she and he asked her to scratch it with his with her fingernails, not with the back scratcher. Um, she was helping with things, um, watching production of a remodeling of his home. And um, she said when that happened during that time, he had his now girlfriend who he just had his seventh baby with. And she said that woman felt uh, threatened by their relationship. And she said, I don't want her working there. And they pulled up text messages. I don't want her working for you. I think she's in love with you. And Robinson was like, well, this isn't true. And De Niro said, no, she just didn't want her um, overseeing any interior design projects. She was this that was separate than her working for Canal Productions. And my now girlfriend, mother, my child wasn't happy with that. So it's all pretty juicy. Meanwhile, while the trial happens. Robert De Niro's like 35 year old daughter writes her this text, which they also revealed in the trial. And she was like, you're a piece of shit. How dare you go after an 80 year old man and try to ruin his life? In the end, they a jury has decided that she should be awarded $1.2 million. So she did prevail in the case, not $12 million, but she got $1.2 million. And um, there you go. So that was kind of juicy. And that's the end of that story. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Um, I want to follow up on this Carl and Lindsay story. Now, even if you don't follow this show, I know I don't cover that much on the Juicy Scoop. This is an interesting story. On Summer House, which has been on for many seasons, there were two platonic friends named Lindsay and Carl, and they were best friends and they dated other people. And they had, And then all of a sudden they were in love and they were in love and now this show, a lot of people, it's all about boozing. They're spending the summer in a house in the Hamptons and everybody's drinking. Carl at one point becomes sober while they're in love. They get engaged and they have this explosive fight, which the cameras catch. And that was the end of filming. And then about a month later, they were all supposed to come back for filming to film the wedding of Carl and Lindsay. And then all of a sudden we hear they break up. And so we're hearing different things because they caught it on camera. And how did this happen? And did Carl, in fact, call production and say, hey, um, heads up, if you want another Vanderpump Rules situation, 
I'm going to break up with Lindsay today. You might want to have those cameras up. That's what people thought. Now, according to um, Reality T, they are saying, no, that's not the case. The source is really close to Carl. And what he's saying is something different. He's saying that after they shot this explosive fight between he and Lindsay, they did have plans to go to therapy and everything. And the wedding was not called off. Then, like the next day, they get a, th- a text group, a, a group text from production, including Lindsay and Carl, saying, hey, we would like to film a follow up because we don't want the audience. We don't want the season ending on this explosive fight that you guys had. So they're like, OK. And then they sit down and the cameras are filming. And that is when Carl ends the engagement with Lindsay. And I do believe she was blindsided because she's like, I thought we were going to go to therapy. But then the sources are saying, look, he had decided he was done. He didn't want to deal with her volatile behavior, according to him, allegedly. And maybe he thought this was his golden parachute to get it clean, say what he needs to say, actually have it filmed. So when they do break up, the fans don't come after him, which they kind of have. But maybe once they see it, they'll have more empathy for their situation because we actually get to see the breakup happening. Other people think, hey, you're on a reality show and everything, but this was a real relationship. Why did you save it for the cameras? You could have, whatever, called the night before or whatever. I think he did it because in these cases, being that the audience is probably 85% women and he no longer wanted to be engaged to this woman and she is a PR person, he may have felt, you know what? I didn't ask for this because he's like, I don't I don't demand one production um, starts or, or doesn't start. I can't demand they film me. I never had a secret conversation with them. There's a group text proving it. And it just happened to be that this came and I was like, you know what? This is my real life and I don't want to do this wedding anymore and I don't want to get married and the cameras are here. So why the hell not have these witnesses? That I thought was pretty juicy. Meanwhile, Kim and Croy of Real Housewives of Atlanta and Don't Be Tardy for the Party, we have been following them from when he was a ginger to when he dyed his hair and grew a beard to when she was curvy to when she got on Ozempic. Who the hell knows? But the biggest thing is that they have major financial troubles and they're going to get a divorce and the cops have been called several times and we've been able to watch the body cam situation of the cops of where she's saying he's taking her bags. He's saying she's gambled our life savings away and we have nothing. The house, last I checked, is absolutely in foreclosure. It's foreclosing. It's done. I don't know how long they can stay in it. But then this weekend... She does stories about how they're celebrating their 12-year wedding anniversary, and they had a three-course dinner, and everything seems to be wonderful. And hey, they have four kids, six including the two from her previous relationships. If maybe they feel like, you know what, let's get back together. Like I said, I talk about it with Ken Pyre in the episode, get those cameras up. That's when you do want to call production. If they're going to make up or not, let's see it. But hopefully they'll have a place to live, whether they're state divorced or not. Real Housewives of Miami has begun and it's it's Larsa is getting dragged because on camera, Gertie tells her, I have cancer and she manages to make it about herself. And then Gertie clearly says, you're the only one I'm telling in the group. Now, granted, Gertie knows it's on camera because she knows it's going to be seen eventually. But right now she's only telling Gertie. I mean, Gertie's only telling Larsa. The next scene is Larsa telling everybody, well, Gertie, 
you know, came to tell me that um, I'm making everything about me. And then she tells me yeah, she, she, that she has cancer. How, how was I supposed to know that? So she is being dragged. We followed Gertie's journey since she's been diagnosed. She's seems to be doing very, very well. She is bald. She got all the treatments. I, I, I think she's out of her treatment right now or in remission. I don't know, but she's a really strong woman. Everyone's cheering for her and everyone's hating um, Larsa. But then there was this article that came out from TMZ. After BravoCon, all the girls come and land in Miami. And Adriana and Alexia got in this horrific fight because Adriana apparently has revealed on air that she believes there's trouble in paradise with Alexia's third husband and Todd, and I believe his name's Todd, and they're having financial troubles. So they're screaming at each other. And then she's like, Julia, who is married to Martina Navatarola. I know I saw your name wrong, but the tennis player. And she's like, Julia, how can you be friends with Alexia? She's only friends with you because you're the weakest one and she is awful. And the other girl is like, oh, my Kiki is like, uh, please, like everyone's watching this. So that was like all reported on by eyewitnesses. So Miami's pretty juicy. Um, Lisa, who's getting divorced from Lenny, we are corresponding. I really hope to get her on Juicy Scoop. She says she'd like to come on and, and explain what is going on with her ex-husband and everything that's going on with him and his mistress. It looks like there might be trouble with he and his mistress romantically. I mean, it is a mess and Miami is really juicy. Potomac, two episodes in. Oh my God, is there a lot going on there? Um, there's this, I'm just explaining it so you don't have to watch it. There's this one girl, Ashley Darby. She's divorcing her husband. That husband was accused of uh, grabbing a cameraman's crotch. He was accused of having a romance with a man and he was accused and and there was uh, w- there was pretty great evidence that he went up to a hotel room with a woman that wasn't his wife. During that time, Candace, I guess, talked about it. And now he is suing Candace. So that's a big mess there. And then there's this girl, Mia, who is an admitted gold digger who married her old husband. And now he's lost everything from he and his brothers are in a fight because they own all these chiropractic places called The Joint. And they've kicked him out and they went from a 10,000 square foot home to a 1,500 square foot home. She's not happy. And we're going to see that divorce play out as well. Um, But the biggest juice is, oh, then there's Giselle who had a pastor husband for years who's cheated on her a million time and times and people still goes, go to his church. Don't understand that. She has three daughters. And now she's got this guy who's 16 years younger than her, who is also a Bravo celebrity. And he's on Winter House, which is the same as Summer House, except there's snow. And he, they're showing a filming them. And it is the fakest scene, in my opinion. Um, I would bet money these two are not boning. They're claiming they are. They're saying they have a long distance relationship. He lives in New York. She lives in D.C. They met when he came to her live show of her podcast. And I mean, the acting of like the flirting of like she's like leaning over. And she's like, don't. Hey, don't look at my butt. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, girl, you sexy thing. And he's like, I'm going to make some food. And she's like, "Ooh, you like to cook for me. Yeah, well, I like him younger. I mean, it is. I, I do not believe this relationship at all, but I, I have been wrong before. So then Juan Dixon and Robin Dixon, who's her best friend, 
they were divorced, then they got remarried, then he was in this weird predicament where he, um, this girl on D, that DM'd him that he never met said, oh, by the way, I'm at this hotel and I don't have my wallet or ID. I know we've only talked on DM, but can you come to the hotel and put your credit card down to get me a hotel room? And he did because he's just that nice of a guy to do for um, Instagram fans that he's never met. Totally reasonable. She had to deal with that and did and dealt with it and kept staying married to him. Now he's been seen twice with this really attractive girl who's a coach at his, he's a coach and she's a coach at a college. And they were seen doing laundry together at a laundromat. And then they were seen getting their nails together, getting their nails done together. And everyone's like, Robin, come on, girl, like open your eyes. And she's like, look, I don't care. Okay. I, I, these, I mean, these stories are so bad that if he was going to lie to me, he would have come up with a better lie. I mean, he's just a nice guy who wanted to help out somebody with their laundry, with their nails, and with their hotel room. I don't know why everybody's we being weird about it. And now the audience watching it is like, you know what? The two of you can go fuck yourself. Like, you're just fucking weird. And this is just, what the hell? Like, either these people are cheating or they're accepting the cheating. And no one is really really speaking the truth, but they've got enough shit going on that they don't really need to make up anything except Giselle and her boyfriend. Um, Real House of Salt Lake City we get into with Kempire, but people are accusing Monica of stealing the $60,000 ring of um, that uh, Lisa Barlow lost in a bathroom in the Palm Springs airport. They said she seemed to have come into some money right after that. And she's like, I'll see you at the reunion. Um, also, Mary, you know, Mary, Mary, her son, he posted all over his Instagram, um, him with a ton of pot, um, with guns and with some other like hardcore cough syrup that gets you high with his wife. Now, listen, he's over 18. He's married. It's her son. But still, again, she was a pastor. She ran a church. And she's very judgmental. And this is her son. And not smart to post this on social media, but it's happening. All right, you guys. Now I want to share a great interview. I was so excited to have Kempire in person. And we're going to get into more Juicy Scoop and Juicy Scoop history and Housewife's history and all of it right now. And for any of the merch that you're seeing me wear that you love, please go to heathermcdonald.net. I've got sweats, I've got hats, I've got slides, I've got t-shirts. You choose it in your size. You have so many choices and everybody's loving it. It's all at heathermcdonald.net. And that's also where you go and sign up for Patreon. Just dropped a Juicy Crimes as well. So there's the latest one on that with um, a, a great episode about the documentary um, Taking Care of Maya, which there was a result in that crime. So it's all there. Get as much content and your merch as possible at heathermcdonald.net. All right, let's go with Kempire. It's Kempire. Okay. A lot of Juicy Scoopers have suggested you. I had already been following you and we had already reached out. And lucky for me, you live in New York, but you came here after BravoCon. Welcome to Juicy Scoop, Kempire. But your real name is just Kemp. Just Kemp. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of the, people don't realize that. Your Instagram is the Kempire. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, 
All right, let's get into your Bravo experience, um, what you loved, what you hated. Since you were in New York, were you bummed that it was in um, Vegas and you, you know, just expense-wise and it not being in your backyard or what? Um, a little bit because, you know, it going to Vegas, is it's a flight. It's a ticket. It's this. It's that. Right. However, it was also a better venue this year. I, mm-hmm. I love the Jacob Javits Center, but it's old. You know, it's... It's nice to get out of town. Yeah. But it was a great, great venue. But Vegas was horrendous. Getting around Vegas was horrendous. Like, get me out of here. With the F1 stuff and yeah. the sphere. Yeah, yeah. It was it was busy. But for me, I thought, and I said this, I think it's definitely should be there next year. Yeah. I think it's more options for people yes. um, as far as like staying different places yes. and expenses and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think it's good. I'll probably be able to plan it better next year based yes. on what I've experienced this past time. <laughs> I know. And, you know, if people could get together, like maybe they do like an Airbnb or so. I don't know. I mean, there's things that you could do. And Phil, I was saying that to uh, Jax. I was like, what they should do is they should put like one of the cat. If someone is smart, this is what I would do. Mm. If one of the new shows that aren't isn't totally popping, I would be like, we're going to film BravoCon. Like, whatever. Let's yeah. say, um, I don't know if Savannah's still coming back, but like one of those shows that kind of like wasn't totally happening, but they got, if they come back and film them at BravoCon, put them in a house close to the strip, oh. see them talk about it, everything and film it. Yeah. I think that would be really juicy. Sort of like Vegas house. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, I think that would be really fun. Um, okay. So tell me something juicy happened to you. Okay. Um, a lot of juicy things happened to me. Well, tell me everything that you want to tell me. Well, I was accosted (laughs) by Caroline Stanberry, you know, formerly of Ladies of London, now Real Housewives of Dubai. Her makeup artist decided to step up to me. Now, is this makeup artist a woman, a man? What's A woman. A woman. I won't say her name because she probably wants that attention. Okay. (laughs) A woman comes up to you. She comes up to me. But BravoCon is a place of love and celebration. Mm -hmm. But I also understand I talk about these people. So sometimes they don't like what I have to say. But I had no idea who this woman was. Okay. She comes up to me and she's like, you talked about me on your channel. And I was just like, who are you? Who do you think I am? And she's like, you talked about me on your channel. And the next time you talk about me on your channel. And I'm like, okay, what? What are you going to do? What would you have said about a makeup artist? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think I did say anything. So I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe Caroline has sent her. To, to to do this because I've never really talked about Caroline. And she always looks makeup. pretty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, maybe I maybe reviewing the reunion looks, maybe I said, Oh, I didn't like the makeup. Yeah. But that's probably the most that I said. Right. So she she had a lot to say. She was very aggressive, very yeah. like physically coming towards me. And I'm like, what is happening here? Were you what, in, where were you in the VIP thing? I no, I was actually in the uh Bravo Palooza area. Okay. So a lot of the bazaar. A lot of okay. people were there. I was actually there with someone else, another content creator. So they witnessed this entire interaction. And she literally went up to her and was like, Oh, do you want to take a picture? Because she's thinking, Oh, it's you know, someone that's a fan or something like that. Right. So we had that interaction, left it at that. I did a quick TikTok talking about it. And then on the last day in the VIP lounge, this woman tries to come up to me again. And I just like, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. Then at the Real Housewives of Dubai panel, she comes up to me again. And says what? She was saying a lot of different things. But one of the things she's like, oh, I should go up to the the mic and and say something about you. I'm like, what are you going to say? And I'm honestly thinking that I'm confused because I'm thinking, I think you're mixing me up with someone else. Or maybe not, because I'm hearing that she was doing a lot of things during BravoCon weekend. 
that. Oh, to other people and stuff? To other people, maybe oh. drinking too much, allegedly. I don't know. But I did hear Bravo executives are fully aware of what happened. And she wasn't allowed because they went back to New York to film, you know, confessionals and things like that for Dubai. So she was well, not I mean, allowed. Definitely seems like there's something going on with her. Yeah. But I will say, and I've said this before, I do think so many times, you know, people will write me or whatever. And they'll be like, this person said this about you. Mm-hmm. And I like it when someone's like around the 14th minute or whatever. Yeah. And if I care, and oftentimes I don't, I will go listen and I'll be like, now that wasn't so bad. Yeah. That's not that's not an issue, you know? And I'm like, but like they want to so I'm like, who knows if someone sent stuff to her yeah. that actually hates you. Yeah. And is saying that you said all these awful things about her to get her unhinged to go to you. I mean, who the hell knows? And my thing, she wasn't even able to give me like, oh, I know your empire. I know and you said this about you said the fashion this, yeah, looks a month or ago, something. Yeah. She wasn't able to give me any of that. So I was just sort of like I don't understand your issue right now. Oh my God, that's so funny. that, it, it, But also that she just kept coming around. Three times. Three times. And BravoCon is not that. And look, I get it. I talk about celebrities, you know, not just the housewives. If any of these celebrities were to come up to me, I get it. I right. don't like what I, what, I, what I had to say. But this random person that I have no idea who you are, I'm just like, ma'am, I think you really have the wrong person. Well, what about, um, you were, we're talking about Dubai. And yeah. I said, when is that show coming back and you you've heard a few things what? yeah so originally what i heard was that it was coming back in january at BravoCon because you know when i go to BravoCon, it's not it's, it's not about really for me taking pictures with anyone right or doing right that. it's really about what can i find out yeah yeah so i did hear that maybe january february but then i'm also hearing maybe later so I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't honestly. I watched it. I honestly don't remember anybody. But the Caroline Stansberry getting married. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's like a blur. Like yeah. it just. I feel it's like long as a year ago. And I also just feel like nothing really happened in it. Yeah. Like a lot of people felt like that. It was just getting in beautiful outfits and going to lunch. Well, and the they're just like it. it I maybe because the way the city is. Yeah. Being another country, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I just feel like it was like not a cohesive thing and like never caught on. A lot of people have said that. And based on what I've heard, especially because of the way the UAE is, a lot of the drama that we see or we could have seen in it, it's, it's, it goes through a filter before it comes to us because the government is looking at it. So a lot of the housewives fund that we're used to in the United States, they can't do there. Right. They'll, they'll get in real trouble. But I'm hearing good things about season two. I'm hearing good things. Yeah. We shall see, though, on the edit. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, now, you said there was some juice that happened with Atlanta. I did not get to any of their panels. I was Because I was only there Sunday. Oh, you didn't only... miss anything at the panels. Okay, so what happened? <laughs> not, no one missed anything at the panels, but go on. Yeah. But especially the Real Housewives of Atlanta panel. Last year, it was eh. This year, it was ugh. It was not good. You can tell there's been rumors. Lovebscott.com had the exclusive that there's going to be a reboot happening. Oh, with a group of like younger people? Yes. And ever since then, people have, have said, oh, I don't think a reboot's going to happen. A reboot's not going to happen. Andy recently said in an interview during BravoCon that he can see some tweaks happening. But the original story said that it might be a complete reboot or it might be a couple of housewives might come back. And he's he's praised, you know, Andy has praised, you know, Sheree. He loves Sheree and things like that. I wouldn't be shocked if she was to come back. Word on the street is that Candy and Kenya are too expensive to bring back. So. That's juicy. Yeah. And Juice Adora did not come. 
I heard she was a no-show. I don't know if I believe that, but... Well, you go, well, we talked about Jenna Lyons not coming. And the rumor I just read, someone DM'd me or whatever, so who knows, um, that it was about money, that she mm. wanted more money to mm. be, to go. And also, I just don't think it's her thing. I don't think reality show is her thing. I think yeah. it's, like, very weird. But, of course, she's like, I'm not going to that. It sounds yeah. like a – She said she had an event. <laughs> she probably wanted to watch the Netflix with her son. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But I don't blame her. I don't blame her. She's socially awkward. She's admitted right. that. No, yeah, I think that would be. But wow, that would be. I do like Sheree on the show. Yeah, and she was great. She, they, that was the only fun shade moment. Was when the girl from Dubai, Lisa Milan, where she goes, "This is Alexander McQueen," and she goes, "You mean that or Alexander McSheen?" <laughs> that was. So good. Yeah. I mean, it's making the rounds. It's making the that rounds. Was the, it, that I said on Tuesday, that was the juiciest, funniest. That was the funniest, like, snark moment. Yeah. I don't really think there was any other snark moments. And it was good because it was funny. Yeah. It was a funny snark. It was clever. Yeah. And it was off the cuff. I mean, other than that, I don't know that there were that many, like, gotcha moments. A lot of people are saying that, that this BravoCon weekend, usually something comes out, big yes. news or something like that. We didn't get a lot of that, but like I said, watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta panel, and I couldn't wait to see it because to me, it would confirm whether or not we were going to get some sort of reboot of yeah. some kind. And I think when people hear reboot, they think, oh, you're getting rid of the entire cast. I don't know if it'll be the entire cast, but why did I hear, this is this is something that I mentioned recently, that one of the newbies that they're thinking of putting on Real Housewives of Atlanta's reboot was at BravoCon. What do you mean? Just walking around or? Well, I think they brought her there. Oh. Which I thought did was you see? Strange. Did you see this person? I didn't see this person, but I did get a description and it, it would surprise people. Is it someone already famous? Not that I know of. But young and pretty or? I didn't get I didn't get that oh. level of description. Then why would it surprise people if we don't know who this person because is? Because this person doesn't necessarily look like the cast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, very different. They're very different. Yeah. What are you saying? Not black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Brielle? Brielle? Uh, Brielle. <laughs> Bri- it's Brielle, no. Um, speaking of which, what is going on? Do you know about what's going on with Kim and Croy? Oh, my gosh. W- what is not going on with Kim I mean, and I guess they're, they're begging not to lose the house. Yeah. They're um, trying to sell it. It's in the foreclosure situation. Um, yeah, that whole thing. I mean, no one should be surprised, but why isn't she on some other show making money right now? Why aren't the cameras following this She's juice? About to. She's going to be on The Surreal Life. Andy sort of shaded the fact that she was going to be on The Surreal Life. I think she's burned the Bravo Bridge. I, there's, I don't think a bur- the bridge could be burned if you have some juice in your life. I don't know why. She, I mean, what I said she should do is immediately, if I was Real Housewives of Atlanta, I'd get a second crew over there. I would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the cameras in there and be like, we're going to get you out of debt, but we got to film the day-to-day of yeah. you guys fighting, selling your purses online, mm-hmm. like – and make or or even do a whole separate show yeah. like a documentary. But why like do you when think all they, they this, haven't done that? There, there's got to be a is, the only time they've ever done this smart thing was during Sandoval when they picked <laughs> the cameras back up. Yeah. But when all the shit went down with Stassi and all those kids, why they didn't? 
like just immediately put the cameras on there and be like, let's watch like the demise of what's going on. Like, I love that now they kind of are breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that because I'm like, you know, and, and no, and I like that they mentioned BravoCon now on the show. Like we yeah. got in a fight at BravoCon and they'll, but they don't say the reunion. They're like, well, what happened in New York? Like they won't say <laughs> yes. the, yeah. Which I don't get. I like mean, just at this say point, it happened at the reunion. You yeah. said last time we were together during the reunion, you told Andy I was a bitch. And I said that like, just say it. Like we're all there. <laughs> like, Why are we acting like, <laughs> like these people are still just like, like, you know, like we're looking through a glass window. Yeah. Like we know you're filming a show. Like. Why not just say that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, they are slowly but surely starting to break right. that fourth wall more and more on all of the shows. But that would have that would be a little bit more interesting. I don't know why Drew didn't go. That that I've I heard mean, mixed she things. She needs to go. What have you heard? One that she was a no show because you I don't, mean she they thought she was going to come and she yeah. just didn't get on the plane. Yeah, because I don't recall. I was trying to remember to look at the list for who was coming because we already knew before BravoCon that Jen right. Lyons was not going to come. I don't recall us not knowing that Drew was not supposed to be there. Everyone else was there in your show. And, you know, I found out from an, a housewife that because I'm like, how does it work? Do you have to go all three days? Do you get paid extra if you do like go in a tent and take pictures? Like, how does it work? And you just get one payment no matter how many days you stay, mm. which is not a lot. I heard 5K, nothing. Mm. And the, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's so, yeah, right, but, but it's, it's part of the thing and it's you can intense. gain fans or whatever. I get yeah. it. You want to be a good employee. Yeah. And so you're really only, you know, but, um, oh, but, I, and then I also heard that like, um, you know, because Ramona didn't come, there were other things that the girls were all supposed to do together, like sponsorship stuff okay. that those jobs got taken from them Oh, because of the Ramona thing. Wow. Ramona's daughter was there, Avery. She was yeah, there. she had her, her, her bachelor booth. thing, which is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I think, yeah, you can just go like your one day for your panel and get out. <laughs> so to not go at all just says like. Something's going on. Yeah. And you could tell, you could tell, because um, I know Kenya did an interview and she said she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't even know if the show is coming back. The show is coming back. She doesn't know if she's coming back. Right. So there's no contract. Normally, by this time, they would have already started filming. If I was Kenya, I would be terrified Yeah. if I wasn't going to come back. Because she, you know, she is fabulous and all this stuff. But there really is not a lot of life after Housewives. Mm. I mean, there isn't. No. And... Unless you have something else going, which was so smart of like Portia to be on Dish Nation and things like that. Yeah. Because, yeah. One, one thing I'll Andrew give Andrew Ken- acting, I think it was, oh, I watched that movie. Oh, how was it? I, I started, but I didn't finish. The Pass. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was brilliant that Peacock bought it. Yes. Um. No, it was kind of bad. It was <laughs> low budge. It was you could tell it was low budge, like the set and stuff. Yeah. And then there was like a twist at the end. Okay. And um, but the sex scenes were good, oh. and she was extremely uh, convincing in them. Okay. You know, so with Candy may have been right or whatever. Um, the gay scenes and yeah, <laughs> it was. It was just like it wasn't. I mean, I was. You know, there was some stuff. It was kind of slow and cheap, but they did it like in eight days in their home. Yeah. So, like, they made 
it was a good like financial move. Yeah. And I think it was good what they're doing to be like little Tyler Perry's, you know? Oh, yeah. Because there there is a there is movies and things that you do use your house and they know how to do it. And like so it's like candy, if they didn't want candy back. I mean, she's so set with a million things to do. Yeah. Um, but Kenya, we can't forget about Kenya and Kenya Moore hair care. It does it do well? Apparently, it's in multiple stores. I was like, and she announced some more stores that were coming. At well, then Robocon. that that's then that is great. That okay, no. then she shouldn't be scared. No, but she is beautiful. You, you, but you know, they the intoxication of being on a reality show and being famous, yes. especially a Bravo I reality know. show. It's hard I think, to sit for I think it's great. They have other away. things, but they want to be on TV. Yes, they definitely do. It's hard to give that up. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Beverly Hills. I mean, what are your thoughts? You go first. I've talked lots about it. What do you think is going to happen with Kyle, Dorit? I don't believe Erica. the Kyle and Mauricio um, storyline this season. I've said this countless times. I don't believe it. I believe they've had marriage troubles, period. Okay. They've already had marriage troubles. I feel like it's convenient timing that we're playing it out as this storyline. And I'm so And that buying Beverly Hills is coming back and it was kind of a dud. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a dud, yeah, right? Yes. I mean, I had Brandon, a, a realtor, on the show. Mm-hmm. He's a delight. But I mean, and I watched it because I love real estate shows. I used yeah, to be a realtor. Oh, wow. um, but I didn't – I felt there was – it wasn't juicy. No. And no. I was like, why can't – you know, I guess Kyle – I understood Kyle couldn't be on it because of Bravo. Yeah. And Bravo's like, fuck you. You do this show and you put it on Netflix? I mean, that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> you know, but like with – you know, so then I'm like, so then he'll have drama on his show yeah, because he can talk about his wife and having trouble. And then she's got the drama on her show. Yeah. And I think it's real and they're making lemonade out of it. That's what I think. I okay, think it's real. And they're like, well, you know what? Our show, our life is to show our life. So let's show it. Let's in the meantime, let me promote my friend's music. And he does dance Wait, with do the stars. Do you believe the relationship? I believe that they are in a... a a sexual relationship. Yes, oh, I do. my God. Really? I really do. Yes, I do. I don't believe any of it. Okay. <laughs> I totally do. I, but I agree with you. I do believe on some level they are making lemonade out of already marriage has, has countless rumors of Mauricio cheating. Yeah. I just think it's convenient timing. Right. And then um, and, and then with uh, – but I do also think just – I know people go 27 years. It's crazy. It happens. Like oh, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. People, it's you, you have your midlife crisis at different times in your life. It yeah. does, it's not just 40, you yeah, know? Yeah. And she definitely is making massive changes. Stop drinking, got thin, yeah. never's been cuter. Yeah. You know, like that last work on her face is, I mean, she looks great. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, like, she does. You look back to, I mean, she's never been cuter. She looks 35. And um, if she's exploring this, and it, and being with a younger person, you're really, really no. I'm just saying, being with a younger person does. That's why men get with younger women. It makes you feel so young. You think, it makes you feel hip. It makes you because all of a sudden you get to a place, and sometimes you, you know the youngest child is like a, a sophomore in high school, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, and she was. So it's like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Like if I'm not needed as a mom anymore, mm-hmm. and all of this. And then you get and you kind of like this new thing of getting tattoos and going on the road and having music and um, yeah. So you think that Kyle is going through her own midlife crisis? Yes, I think she is, and I think that involves hanging out with a younger person. If that includes, you know, scissoring or not, I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know, but I think it's like a little midlife crisis. A little, it's maybe not, it's midlife crisis slash awakening. Like, I think okay. she's just kind of like, and that happens when people give up alcohol. Like, everything just becomes kind of clear. And I think she's just like, no, I'm not really into this, you know? And then, but I, I just saw another photo of him and the dance girl yes. hanging out, which I predicted a long time ago, which I know is not, a, you know, a genius prediction because people get together with their dance partners. <laughs> but I could tell from the moment they were doing their little, you know, TikToks together of yeah. both for us. And I was like, oh, my God. And so, yeah, I think he's like, well, I'm going to go for it, too. Well, over BravoCon weekend, she mentioned the D word, divorce. Do you think that they will go as far as divorcing, even though there's well, they a don't have prenup. a pre there yeah. no prenup, as there shouldn't be. They've been married 27 years ago. They they their first year of marriage, they lived in an apartment. Yeah, like I had her on my show early on in my Juicy Scoop days, and she was such a wonderful guest, yeah. and really told me her life story. Like, and it was you know she got married married very young to Pharaoh's dad. Yeah. She may have been pregnant. I don't remember, but had the baby right away. Got divorced. Met him in a nightclub. He was like like a, a trainer at a gym or something. And she was just like, even though the mom pushed the girls marrying rich, marrying rich, Kim mm. married rich guy, rich, rich guy. She was just like, I'm marrying this guy for love. Like, mm. and so they're in this apartment and probably Kathy Hilton was like, my God, you guys need to get your real estate license. So she encourages them both to get the real estate license. Oh. And he starts working for Kathy Hilton's husband. Right. And then they did – he did well enough that they were doing fine, yeah. right? They're doing fine. They were not rich the first season. No. And then, you know, he saw the opportunity with this global um, platform to start doing the agencies and then just blew up. Yeah. They're everywhere. So do you think that they will stay in a marriage just because – I it, mean, I wonder if they're like one of the high – I I don't know if he franchises them out or if he owns every single yeah. one. But what were you going to say? What was your question? Sorry. Do you think that they'll stay in this marriage because of the monetary issue of that? Because there is no prenup and there are. I think they're in no rush to get divorced. They're still living together. She said that she gave him the master and she took another room mm -hmm. and they're just busy and they're doing other things. So I don't think they hate each other. Yeah. I don't think they hate each other. And I don't think they totally care that the other one, that each other is getting love from somewhere else. Well, she made it seem like she was on Watch What Happens Live. She made it seem like she was un, unhappy with the fact that he was photographed holding hands. That's true. I don't know. She's confusing. But I wouldn't be surprised if they never do get divorced. And yeah. I do think a lot of people that have said this before that are wealthy and stuff. Um, they do have like, you know, sabbaticals from their marriages and they mm. don't necessarily get divorced and and they do have arrangements and like you know because of money and because they're just like look we're not looking to marry somebody else i just need a break from you and we're rich enough <laughs> okay, to like Gina. live in two houses or live in different rooms or whatever and um and sometimes they do make their way back jada pinkett smith what do you think of that marriage i'm so glad that the promo run for that book is done <laughs> it was exhausting. It was so funny when people were like, take me off the group chat, Jada. Yes. That was the funniest thing. But when I really, I still am hopeful that he will wake up and divorce her. Oh, damn. Heather. Are you kidding me? You think, they, you think they're all, they, you think they're a good couple. You I think mean, he's good. She's good for him. I they think, should not be together. I think Jada has been unfairly criticized. Okay. I do feel like Jada has been unfairly criticized. Do I want to hear everything about their marriage and all of the promo 
run for her book? No. And I also think she went too far talking about Tupac's alopecia. <laughs> it was too much. That's where she crossed the line for me. But people I also, saying Tupac faked his own death to get away from her. Oh, I mean, there were so many funny things out there. Yes. But here's the thing. I think Will is not completely innocent. I think a lot of people have protected Will because of the image Will has had over a period of time. But th- like you said, this- I feel like they're staying together to make each other miserable. <laughs> oh I think God. they would both be better off if they just cut the ties. They're working on their relationship. I right feel now. like that's like <laughs> like I'm like, I get it. Like. I get that, you know, that was kind of your brand. But once it came out that you were s- sleeping with the your son's friend, we don't we don't think of you as the same couple anymore. So go be free. Because yeah. they're like, oh, till death to us part. And we're going to stay miserable and all this. I'm like, why? But maybe it's the same as Kyle and Mauricio, the money. Remember, they I mean, they had money coming together, but they've amassed. A yeah. Large maybe they fortune. don't want to see either. Maybe they're like, go screw who you want. I just don't want you to ever walk down the aisle with someone else. And so you're right. But I still think they would be happier and healthier if they did. Maybe a lot of people. If they would. really had Kyle some. And Mauricio, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, OK. What are talking about this show? Let's go. OK. Um, you were saying you were talking about Garcelle in one of your clips. Yes. Well, tell me about that. First of all, Garcelle. I know some people do not like Garcelle on this show, but for me, who she doesn't is, like Garcelle? Oh, there are people. I feel she, like she. Everybody likes Garcelle. Okay. I see a lot. Okay. <laughs> but Garcelle for me is the MVP since she's joined this show. She yeah. brought a lot. She especially this season, especially with Kyle. Yeah. She, she always, you know, tells Kyle, "No, you're incorrect." A lot of people wouldn't do that. A lot of right. people would just sort of like let Kyle be the queen of Beverly Hills. But Garcelle's like, no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. But I love the fact that this season that she's talking about the struggles that she has as a parent, because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of women that watch these shows can relate to what she's she's going through about being right. a working mom. I, 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 appreciate I thought that mom. was great. The scenes with the sons. Yeah. But the last <laughs> episode of yeah. this where Garcelle and Dorit get into it. And I have loved Dorit this season. Dorit of yesteryear is back. However, I disagree with her when she says, Garcelle, you should move on. Because Garcelle says she can't trust talking about her children with this group because of past history. Last season. And Dorit's like, but it was a year ago. How would you feel, Dorit, someone that is suffering from PTSD, allegedly, if someone said, well, that happened a year ago, Dorit, move on. Good point. You know what I mean? So I felt like she was very insensitive, particularly her, of all people to say, but it's been a year ago. And now Garcelle doesn't feel safe talking about it. She wanted to be able to let the group know, I'm still a little uncomfortable talking well, about let's, my children. Let, let's talk about the fact of all that stuff that went down. Yeah. And they all thought it was Diana yeah. who hired bots who then remind us of what happened. Okay. The boy had a Twitter account. Jax had, Jax had a, well, no, I think it was his Instagram. Okay. And he had an Instagram and, and it was DMs or it was comments. It was comments. And they were making a lot of racist comments to him. Um, as someone that has recently gotten a lot of hate, yeah. I really don't think, in my opinion, I do not think my enemies are hiring bots. Yeah. I think there's just people that Damn. are obsessed with my life and they want to upset me. Yeah. And every time I block them, they they find another, I, you know, they do yeah. another thing and they have zero people and they come at me and they say the gross things. And so every morning I go to the newest comments 
and I delete, block, delete, block, delete, block. Okay. And <laughs> God bless you. you uh, it's a lot. <laughs> so, and they say awful things about my, my kids too. And their looks. And why, I just got one the other day. Why does your son come home every weekend if, you know, he must not have no friends at, at ASU? Oh because gosh. he helped me at BravoCon. He went from ASU to help me at whatever they what can come up. What a good son. Whatever. Yeah. And he was great. I mean, I you know, and he's great. And like. Um, wow. Yeah. But I agree with you. And, and, and this, it's, this, so, this happens with Real Housewives of New Jersey. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, they're accusing Louie of it. I, I don't think so I either. Believe, I believe it's. Fan, it's, fan, fans or people fans that were evil, love you. and then they also try to. Um, they act like they act like they're a fan of your enemy mm-hmm. because they really hate that person. They hate that person. So then, oh my god, you know the Diana stands are the worst. Yeah. Well, they're not her fan. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. I've seen it happen to myself. And but I think when it when you see it with your kid, yeah, that's awful and it's terrible. But I also think then, uh, you know, then the kid has to decide, like, do I want a private account? Should I have a private account? Do I maybe not want to be on the show at all? And I think they have to decide together because she's kind of in that pickle now because they had that scene, which I thought was great. The boys agreed to be on the scene. They agreed to be in the car and everything, even after this. But But she also is being honest of, like, the fact that I'm having them on camera and stuff is opening them up to... Scrutiny. Awful people, but yeah. listen, you know, it exists. It, it exists. I, you make yourself and your kids are going to be attacked. And that's why I, some people I don't think put it's their kids on. a combination of what happened on social media, but also what the ladies did. We can't forget what Erica did to Jax during the season last season where she attacked him when she was inebriated. Oh, and what, what did she say again? I, he came uh, over to get the him. flowers. Yeah, I forgot what she what she exactly said, but she she cursed at him. She's like, like what, what are you doing over here? Or something get like that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and then... Kyle, Mauricio, PK, and Dorit laughed about it later. So I understand why Garcelle feels uncomfortable talking about her children. Because yes. She, she feels as if, is it genuine coming from them? So right. So she's still a little uncomfortable with all of it. But Dorit's like, it's been a year. Move on. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> um, I love Garcelle. Garcelle and I have worked together. And when our boys were younger, we would always get the same red carpet, like oh. kid movies. <laughs> We were invited to like every kid movie. Oh wow! Yeah, like and it would, but it was so much fun to do with our kids. Yeah, because it'd be like popcorn and be like a whole fun thing. And it was like, you know, it was great. But um, (laughs) and so we would, you know, talk about having boys and stuff. And so I, I think I love that. I love that where they're just like it is shocking sometimes when you hear from your kids, you know. A perspective. Like I've said this story before, but I had a my son. I had a son. My son <laughs> said one time we were talking, and he was like, "I had um, like done like a small pilot for like my own um, TV show, and I really needed it to go because Juicy Scoop was not popping at that time. I was not making money, and because uh, it was so long ago. And he just revealed to me that he was like." I hated that doing that so much, Mom. I thought if that gets picked up, I am just not going to participate. Wow. And I'm like, do you imagine if it got picked up and then all of a sudden I didn't have like the snarky son? <laughs> like, I, And then I realized like I'm so glad it didn't get picked up because yeah. then you didn't want to do it. Yeah. There are kids that want to do it. Yeah. Tamara just um, said, I guess, on BravoCon that her daughter, who is my son's age too, so she she must be turning 18, is going to be featured next season. And she never was able to because the ex-husband – Never wanted the kids, which honestly, I think in the end, Tamara didn't lose 
anything by not having her. No. It'll be better in the end. And now it's the girl's choice to come on. Yeah. And that'll be fun. And I mean, they do lose something because they don't get to be doing working while their kids are around them. So yeah. that's nice. That's the problem sometimes when the exes. But at the same time, but then she she said, Tamara said, was like all upset because the same night that she announced on BravoCon, the daughter texted her and was already getting hate. Oh, damn. Already getting hate. And it didn't even air. Didn't even air. <laughs> even it film. was from people there. <laughs> wow. Finding her. And so t- I think Taryn was like, oh, because I remember years ago when we were close, she was like, my daughter, you know, really wants to do it. She's like a little ham. And she couldn't, you know, and, they, and the dad said no. no. So I'm like, well, I. This is why. Yeah, I feel like there has to be maybe some type of like therapist or something that kind of comes in. Or Isn't like, there a, like a therapist a, named Barry? A, now there's a new therapist, <laughs> but a therapist with the social media uh, and maybe shows you how to do everything, shows you how to block people, shows you how to this. Yeah. Um, maybe they check their social media. Because it's like, of course, every kid has one. Yeah. And the whole point of her going on the show, she's a pretty girl. You know, why can't she be Kylie Jenner one day? I get it. Yeah. Your mom has this platform. Why not go for it? But at the same time, part of it is going to be these gross people writing really mean things to you. And that yeah. you're just going to have to accept it unfortunately yeah it's, it's part of the game i just keep telling yourself they're they're trolls they're not yeah. it means nothing don't gauge don't write them back yeah but i can see what's hard for the parents okay um so they went so what else happened what do you oh, think about sutton. the whole sutton now sutton supposedly wore pants <laughs> so that she could be part of the magic mike sex show yeah now what now explain why she freaked out so much she freaked out originally when i saw the clip i was like oh she's freaking out because it's sudden you know she doesn't want to be seen at this particular place um and originally it seemed as if she was just upset that she wasn't chosen and that seems (laughs) and that that seems to be the theme who was all chosen crystal crystal and erica Erica. because erica knows the the guys did it too didn't she kyle went up after oh okay that was after sutton left okay but I think she she really wanted to be chosen, but she felt rejected once again. We were in the top of the, that episode. We're talking about her. She got rejected again because she asked this guy to go to New York on a second date, and it, she felt she felt rejected. But then she tried to spin it and make yeah. it seem like, oh, my brand, my brand. You're going to Magic Mike in Vegas. You know your what it's brand going to be. is being a Real Housewife. It's not the Sutton store in West Hollywood. She's on the board that... of the American Ballet. <laughs> oh, is that what it's about? No. <laughs> as long up. as she pays her checks, no one's going to boot her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? It's not like she you're... wanted to be chosen and she did. She got rejected. Oh my God. That is so. But if she had stayed, funny. she probably could have been chosen because they came after she left to, to uh, bring Kyle down. And now Kyle says they're not close. Yeah. They're taking a friendship break. I mean, I think she's kind of, she is weird. Yeah. And she is awkward. Yeah. From, from day and one. And she's like dorky. <laughs> But I like her. She's fun. But yeah. like I can see how the friendships really haven't grown because I don't know that she – besides the Jennifer Tilly, I don't know if she has any other real friends. And that Jennifer Tilly, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I think she, they like each other. But I also think she liked going to the Dolce & Gabbana mm. fashion show. She likes being her plus one. Mm. Just because Jennifer Tilly is an Oscar winner or whatever yeah. doesn't mean that she has money and doesn't mean that she yeah. has these connections. A really rich woman that wasn't on TV before like Sutton is the one that's getting the invites. Yeah. Not, you Sutton's know. making bank off of that spousal support. Did you see that? Oh, well, yeah. Whew. What was it? 300K tax-free yeah. per month. And then she got a, a, a 
in cash, like 1.2 million. She's, she's got companies and teams. And I'm like, she's doing well for herself. She's really wealthy. And she's on a popular show. She's making money. Oh, that I Sutton, I would like to be your friend. No, I like Sutton. I've been to her store. I like her. I'm just saying her quirkiness is what makes her good TV. Oh, yeah. But I also think, you know, the friendships on the show and they're TV friends. But still, I don't think they're that strong besides Garcelle. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, I do believe that her and Kyle have a, a friendship, but I think it has those ups and downs. Yeah. But I do believe that their friendship is real. Right. Um, okay. What else is happening? Erica. Are you, oh, what about Erica getting Erica. her um, her three part doc or whatever? Is it three or two? Uh, maybe, I don't Something. know. Something about uh, the yeah. making of uh, the Erica Jane show. I mean, I don't know if I w- will be watching. I prefer watching Erica here on Beverly Hills. Yeah. I do think that the season is her redemption season. And good for her because, you know, look, you can only dislike someone for so long. Yeah. I, you, can, you can definitely tell that this season she's really trying to get along, not fight. She says she's given up fighting with the ladies for Lent. But I think... <laughs> I, I, she looks good. Yeah, she's 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 in a better space. I'm ready to like Erica again, but we shall see. Yeah, <laughs> we shall see. Good for her for getting a little spinoff. She needs the money, right? And then this new girl we haven't met yet, Anne-Marie. right? Yeah, episode six we'll meet Amory. Okay, and she's friends with Kyle. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Crystal, oh, Crystal. Woo, 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 Crystal. What did Crystal do? Nothing. That's the problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I've had Crystal on the show. and We've hung out. She is so normal. I like her. She is so nice and normal. She is so down to earth. And I think she, I think you need, you can't, I think you need that normal person. Yes. So I don't like it when people are like, oh, she's boring. Cause I don't find her boring at all. No. They, they need to show the fact that she's like, has, she does have this incredible business yeah. that they've never shared the cocoa water or whatever. Yeah. The, um, what the, the second largest uh, coconut water business yeah. in the world. Yeah. And she, it's, and she does stand up for solid. She is an interesting person. And like, but yeah, I, um, they've edited her terribly these first few episodes. Yeah. If this is her birthday weekend, and you you're like, oh, is Crystal still here? It's I don't I don't know if it's Crystal, and I know people like to call her boring, but I've been riding with I'm like, okay, Crystal, maybe this is your season. I'm still you know it's only a few episodes in, but I do like Crystal. I think she has a great relatable personality, and she likes yeah. to sing her brandy like I do. So I, I'm still riding with Crystal, yeah. but I can only ride for so long. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, what Oof. did what do you think about Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City is having one of their best seasons. Last yeah. season was terrible. This season, they are doing they're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Speaking of the Lord, what do you think of Mary? <laughs> oh, Lord. Little Ma- girl. <laughs> Mary is doing the least, but at the same time being very entertaining. Yes. So, I mean, do you think they just sat around and was like, let's bring back the cult leader freak? <laughs> and she's like, fine. <laughs> do you, did you see when he asked, how is your church going? She goes, it's a... It's going through um construction redecoration <laughs> remodel. I'm like the church is never coming back. I went to the church. Oh, did you? Yes. 
I went to the church. It's never going to come back. There's a, 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 there weren't many members left to begin. And it was all oh. boarded up. Oh. And I think she's just like, I'm going to make my money as a housewife. But like the fact that she never wants to film, never wants to show up, yeah. never wants to do anything is so weird. And, the, and no, but what she does, nobody, and let's be honest, <laughs> nobody likes her. Nobody's connecting with her and nobody likes her. But they're also like, we lost Jen Shaw. Yeah. Who used to throw glasses and, you know, be arrested. We need to keep this freak around. So let's act like we're friends. That's what I think. I think they were all like, come on. What what relationship, what real do does Meredith have in common no. with Mary? They have nothing in common with her at all. That's not She's a, a complete weird she had, and I don't believe Mary has one friend on or off the show. No. She doesn't. No. She, who's friends with your the head of a, a church that's like, give me more money. It's my birthday. I mean, like nobody like, she's just like a loner. Yeah, in her closet. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> but I will give it to her with her return. She's she's added a lot of comedy, a yeah. lot of a lot of entertainment. I mean, the last totally. episode we didn't really get much of her. Yeah, but she's definitely added something, and it's helped revigorate after last season's terrible season. Yes, and what did you think of Monica? Monica is the MVP this season because she's getting into everything. She's fighting with everyone. But I mean, I have to say it's a good cast. It's oh, a yeah. good cast of women. But Monica, for me, is definitely, she was a good person to cast this season. And who knew that the mom story would would be bigger than everything else? Her right, issues because, with her mom. And, and, peop and people coming forward with their own issues with their mom and their own, oh, my God, similar. And, yeah. and the mom being thirsty. You know, someone oh. said it reminds them of um, uh, Kendra Wilkinson and her mom oh. <laughs> when Kendra had her show. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Her mom yeah. her mom always wanted to be a star. Her mom literally left her in Pennsylvania so she can go to New York to pursue her dream. But what was her dream? No idea. I'm guessing. We to don't be know what the job is. I need to know what the job was. Yeah. That they because I'm like, she makes it sound like I went there because I was, you know, gonna be the corporate manager or whatever. And then I realized it was too expensive. So I'm like, no, I think she was trying to be an actress or something. Probably. Because then if if someone transferred you to New York, they would have set you up with a place yeah. in which you could would have had your daughter go to school there. Yeah. And or maybe then, she didn't want her daughter with her. I, d I jealous, definitely think that yeah. she wanted she wanted some sort of fame. And that's why she's leaning into this opportunity and making her own statements and things like that. There's a rumor that they might bring her to the reunion. The mother? Yeah. I mean, the mother obviously wants it. The mother, you know, probably watches the shows yeah. and is, you know, it's acting true. crazy and crying and like, like kind of definitely performing. <laughs> um, there was a lawsuit that just came out. Yeah. So she, um, Monica, quite a few years ago, went and got a bunch of injectables way before the show at the beauty lab. Yep. And it was approximately like $4,700 worth of stuff, I think. And she put some money down and then she was supposed to pay $200 a, a month or something. And she didn't – she only paid like $400 worth. And now, right, is this it? Yeah. And then now the beauty lab <clears throat> is suing her yep. for the remainder money. And now she's countersuing, <laughs> saying the injectables were bad. This is – this explains why during BravoCon weekend you really didn't see Monica with the other ladies from Salt Lake City. It's it's a very um, I came to say divided everyone against Monica. Well, I mean, my God, she slept with her, her brother-in-law. She yeah. slept with her sister-in-law's husband. No, it was she, she. Yes, it was exactly that. Her sister-in-law. <laughs> so her husband's sister had a husband, mm -hmm. and they screwed. 
bad. So, I mean, not only did you destroy your marriage, but you um, destroyed the, probably the relationship between the brother and sister. Yeah. And and he participated too, obviously. The guy who slept with no. her screwed up his marriage, even though they're still together. No. But then you go public by being on this show, and now people know – I'm sure people in the town know. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I never knew they slept together. So And we haven't really even delved into the details of – Okay, you did that. So what was what happened? You know, she said that then they got divorced, but the couple stayed together. Mm-hmm. And she's broke, and the and then also the mom took the the car back. And well, the the mom she pays for the car, but it's the car is in her mom's name because her mom because her mom has probably remember credit. when Vicky presented. <gasps> wait, a, wait a second. Now I'm realizing <laughs> when, why the why she has bad credit. It's probably because of the beauty lab um, bill. That's not enough to give you that credit. <laughs> oh, oh it's, but, it's not helping. Oh, oh but why <laughs> Why she couldn't put it all at once, 4000 Yeah. Why did she have a special payment well, plan? Yeah. That means she really doesn't have any money. Yeah. Because otherwise... But you, she, would... but you know what? I, I will give this to Monica. She's very open about yeah, not... Yeah, oh, totally. Like, you know... And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that she's, like, struggling being open oh, with. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I don't think that every girl has to be rich. I don't think we're yeah. ever going to get... Uh, a cast where everyone is wealthy. This yeah. this group right here, nobody is wealthy. Oh, damn. Not even Angie K? Angie K might be the yeah. wealthiest and maybe Lisa Barlow. Oh. But, I mean, Whitney, you know, is fine but not yeah. rich. Meredith, like, you know, Weird. rents a house every year. Yeah. And I don't think she's wealthy. No. Um, I think they do fine, but they're not. And I think they, a lot of them wear the fake stuff. But Heather, Heather is probably the wealthiest because she's making the most out of this. She's building these mm. multiple beauty labs. I went to them. I went to one when I was there. And it's great. Okay. It's kind of like a dry bar, like where you get your hair blown out. Yeah. But like for facials. Okay. So you could pop in and get like a mini facial and you can lay next to your friend. And talk and get it done. You can get your Botox. I think it's a genius situation. Yeah. And I mean, she's going to come out the most on top, Heather, I think, financially. Because like, she's treating yeah. it like Lisa Vanderpump. And she has a book She already out. had the business. And now she's building on the business through the show. And that's exactly – that's how you make like Housewives successful. Who do you think successful. is going to win the lawsuit, though? <laughs> well, I think she will li- – Heather will win. They'll probably yeah. just settle. Yeah, probably. Um. But it's always bad when the housewives are suing each other. Do you think that's the call that Heather gets? You know, in the preview for the season, Heather gets this maybe it is. call. And she's like very dramatic and she's kicking the cameraman out. Oh, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping it was something juicier Me than too, but Botox. now I'm starting to think. Now I'm starting to think, oh, is it the lawsuit? Monica's suing her? I mean, first of all, she has this business and she probably has so many people that do the payment plan and don't pay and all that kind oh, of stuff. God. And... You know, so they probably know how to go about it. Yeah. And probably the – and then she probably was maybe not going to go for – this is what I think happened. I think, you know, a lot of this is hard to pursue. She probably like a credit person. Then she finds out she's on the show and uh, she's probably like, fuck it, you know, or doesn't even know about it. Then when she starts being a bitch to her, which we'll see eventually, hmm. then she's probably like, that bitch still <laughs> owes us money and was like, fuck that and then filed the lawsuit. Uh, that's what I think and I kind of like seeing them get along and have a friendship yeah you know what I mean because I feel like 
Heather is that type of personality. She's sort of like very down to earth, very cool. So I can see her and Monica getting along. So when I saw this lawsuit, I was like, oh, damn. There goes that that yeah. particular alliance. That's not going to happen. Because I still believe that the, the cousins are fighting. I don't think they, they even like each other anymore. I, feel, I really feel like nobody likes each other. I don't feel there's yeah. anybody that has a true friendship with anybody in this cast. Nope. Which is the downfall of a lot of reality yeah. shows. So they better figure that out. Yeah. And where it's like, you know, Meredith is, you know, I, I don't know if she, she'll, ne- she might get along with Lisa Barlow, but she's, ne- how can you ever get past when yeah. you know that someone said that shit about you? One of the, one of the You're thing- never going to trust them. You can maybe no. play along, but you're never going to trust them again. Yeah. And that's the thing. We always talk about how marriages are ruined by reality television. Yeah. We don't talk about the friendships that are ruined by reality television. Right. Because there are some real friendships that were on the show and then- Everyone wants fame. Everyone's fighting to be the Andy's favorite. And then. Well, and then they always say to you, you know, if you're a housewife, all right, you know, don't you have a good friend that we could meet and we could bring on? And I remember years ago, Tamara was like, I I said to Tamara, I go, do you have people like at the school and stuff that like you think want to be your friend so they can get on the show? And she's like, yeah, I kind of discovered that early on. Mm. And the friends that I do have, I don't want them to be cast members because Chances are we won't remain friends. Yeah. Like smart enough to see it, you know. And this, but I think when people do bring their friend on, they think like I had. Remember Angie, not this Angie, the other Angie. Yes. I had her on my show, and she was great. And she was like, when I got on, Lisa Barlow was like, "Oh, you're gonna um come on, you're gonna come to my house, and you're gonna help me pack for this trip, and this and that." And she was like, "Wait, I don't need to be. I'm not doing this to be like someone's friend." Yeah. yeah. And then they kind of had a conflict because. Someone's like, I brought you on the show. You better have my back. Yeah. You're going to be my Ethel and I'm the, you know, and it's like, oh my God. And then the girls are like, no. And then, or they start feeling themselves and then I they turn on. with Elisa and Angie K now. With who? With oh, Lisa yeah. And Angie K. I think she expects Angie K to have that blind loyalty. Right. And you can see it. And Angie's just like, and I'm like, Angie, no, find your own voice. We right. like you better when you're not sucking up to someone. What about her husband supposedly sucking up to someone? Uh, <laughs> well, look to each their own. I mean, he's denied it. He's more concerned that his children might, you know, his child might see the fact that he cheated as opposed to just being a part of the LGBTQIA community. But I don't know. Like, that part that part of the story for the season wasn't like a big interest to me. I always, I was disgusted back in Dallas. Mm. Remember Leanne? Yeah. When, when she was high on... um. Anesthesia, anesthesia mm-hmm. because she's about to get her tits redone or something. And then she was like, I know, I know, I know he goes to the roundup. I know the boys who sucked him off. I know the boys who did it. And that was like the first time, like, I don't know. Then people said it about, you know, Eddie Judge. It's always, I think it is such a gross, dumb rumor. Yeah. And I even feel like, when it was thrown around Jackie's about Jackie's husband on New Jersey uh, New Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I Evan. feel like that was a little bit um trying to say he was with guys too. Cause it was oh, like, oh, it happens at the gym. We could only wish. You've seen Evan? I know he's very cute. <laughs> we could only wish. But I mean, I think I think that is it it isn't 
it is a gross thing to say, yeah. and especially when there's no evidence. Yeah, exactly. It's just a rumor. The only time I thought there was kind of evidence was with Ashley Darby's husband. Oh, yeah, because there were pictures and things there like that. There was a picture of some guy in London, and then there was the guy who who worked on the show that said he grabbed his ass yeah. and he was always trying. He was obsessed with Juan Dixon. <laughs> yeah, but then they also had a photo of what he got with a girl. I think he was just like a sex addict. But Something. obviously he went both ways. And then she came forward and said, no, I was bisexual with him. Yeah. And I didn't want to do threesomes anymore. <laughs> They're still married, though. God, now I'm just thinking how many times like there's been that that's that, always a storyline. That's, that's a storyline a lot. And I think people are, it, are sort of like every time they hear the word storyline. But no, these housewives are really trying to figure out what they're going to show for the season. What's going to be – is this going to be their season? They're always really trying to perform so that they can have some sort of level of success for the season. Remember how like it was so organic back in the, the early OC days yeah. with Lori Peterson living in that tiny condo and then – you know, and yeah. like her son being all fucked up. And I'm, then, I'm going all the way back to the real world. Yes, I loved the you know, real world. Before before any of these these other shows, I, those were the times when reality TV really was real. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. You, you get hints of it on yeah. certain shows, but I don't know. It's becoming a little. I think the, the audience as well is just sort of like, oh, it's a storyline. This is not real. This is fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're a little desensitized to it. Right. Um, what do you think about the reality reckoning? Oh God! So Andy talked about the Vanity Fair yes. article, and I know he told—I think it was uh, Entertainment Tonight—that it was factually inaccurate. And then a lot of people were like, "Well, okay, besides the Bethany and the Leah stuff, what about the Ramona stuff?" Yeah, you guys literally have kicked her out of BravoCon because of some of the things that she said. Look, I think, I think. What Bethany is fighting for, I think people are so focused on the messenger than the message. And I think it's important for us to discuss that in the workplace, just because they've signed up to do a reality show doesn't mean that they don't deserve respect, that they don't deserve possibly residuals. Oh, yeah. You definitely. know what I mean? So I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. It doesn't mean that we can't have entertaining reality TV. This, this just means that as production, as producers, as casting, you have to step your game up in regards to what you're going to present. People have gotten very lazy in regards to their reality TV. They want to hire people that are already have fan bases. We saw this in the music industry. Right. Everyone, uh, we went from uh, developing artists and things like that to, oh, now now we just need someone that's already has a fan base. We're doing that with but, reality TV. Well, that's TV. the same thing when people would audition. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, there's literally on the sign-up sheets now, it says, and, and what's your Instagram and followers counts mm. to see if you're going to get this commercial. Yeah. You know, and I get it because then you're going to post about it and of whatever. Course. And um, same with modeling, especially modeling. But like um, I just saw a clip of I guess Denise Richards was on and yes. she says to Bethany, she goes, I'm confused by that article. And she's like, why are you confused? She goes, well, wasn't it stuff we all already knew? And it really was. It yes. was all like scoop from 2021. Yes. I was like, there wasn't one thing that I was like, oh, there was what? There was. Tell me what the one okay. thing. Okay. Oh, no, I there were a couple know. things. There were a couple things. Leah, how much she got paid? We didn't know about that. How, how much did she get paid? Like three thousand per episode okay. or something. But the most important. Oh, thing, I think we always knew they didn't make a lot the first year. Well, yeah. I always heard six, like sixty thousand your first you know, season. You, but you know they never want to confirm or deny oh, how okay. much they they get paid. But the most important detail yeah. was first of all, why was Ramona even responding to press? But she did. Yeah. Thankfully for us and our entertainment, but we didn't know that. 
her using the N-word in front of a producer was substantiated oh. via a phone call with Ebony K. Williams. And I believe the diver diversity officer was also on the phone. They substantiated that, oh, she used the N-word. However, she wasn't using it at the producer. So that was one thing that we did not know that it was substantiated. And that was part of the reason why Roni, the, the reunion was delayed. Right. They were saying it was scheduling, but they were there was an like, investigation. We don't yeah. And they also didn't want Ramona to answer for it. It was very convenient timing for everything. And now even with everything that's happening now, Andy answered during BravoCon, well, what about Ramona? Like, you're going to have Ramona. He's like, well, it was already filmed. But you already knew that it was substantiated that she used the N-word before you right. brought her back for Roni Legacy. So that that this is where it wasn't factually inaccurate. Um, yeah, so, yeah. But I agree, the Vanity Fair, and I think Leah said that there was a lot of PR on NBC Universal side that prevented them from including everything in the article. But I did find it interesting, this particular article, it, there, really, there really wasn't a lot that was new. But the Ebony K. William, Williams portion, there was some stuff in there that I was like, oh, didn't know that particular part was substantiated. And, right. But, yeah. Well, the... Somebody who of some Bravo executive confirmed and and the um the the TikTok account celeb fail had the the facts that um that she did pitch a show just three months prior to the reality reckoning. Three shows. Yeah. Um one was gonna be basically sounds like a Watch What Happens Live based on her podcast, like a rewives thing where she's like, Well, we already have a show like that. The other one was gonna be she was gonna run a camp. For reality show kit, um, kids of real of Real Housewives. Mm. <laughs> okay. So the kids would all get exploited. Yeah. And while they, you know, learn how to work a kayak or something, <laughs> and fight with each other. And I don't know. And then the third one was going to be like the Real Housewives of Connecticut, which yeah. I'd heard about that one. Yeah. Um. She said I do. And, and they her. passed on all of them. Well, and then she said, and then Bethany goes. You know, the fact that I pitched these shows and they didn't go is not a big gotcha moment. Well, I kind of think it is. Well, she says that, that she's the one uh, that decided to walk away from it. That's that's her story. Okay. Well, the president or whatever of Bravo says, no, we were always had an open door to Bethany. And these were the last three projects she pitched and they were not right for us. And mm. then this happened. Mm. So. Well, I mean, look, is it self-motivating? It could be self-motivating, but at the same time, what she's talking about within yeah. the whole situation can be true. Both totally. can be true. Totally. And I, as I said before, I think a lot of people are just so thrown off by the messenger. But I have to say, since she started saying things, people that have been saying things like NeNe Leaks are finally being heard. Okay, but do you think the fact that it was so unsnarky and so kind of boring on the panels. I do think that was slightly a residual effect of the reality reckoning. Oh. I do think people were on better behavior mm, and not giving, giving not one of the things that she said that I thought was good is that making our eyes open to why, why does Andy ask a housewife who whose house what housewife she do you think should be fired what housewife you know um you know is overrated what and then these people say it and then they they get hate from the fans they get the bots yeah. they get the this then the a person themselves hate them yeah. and then they 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 have they're scared to see them they have anxiety about seeing them at BravoCon and so by answering this question this snarky question because you're put on the spot and you want to 
perform as mm-hmm. Erica says, showman. then it haunts them forever. You know, Andy throws away the cards, goes <laughs> home to his kids and comes back the next day to, you know, and I, that is what we like. That's what we find funny. That's what gets the sound bites. That's what makes people famous at the same time. That I thought she was, she, that was yeah. a really good point to make people realize now, it's not Andy necessarily. He has producers and he asks the questions. And But when I went to that shade room thing, oh, yeah. the amount of times he asked her questions and they were just not playing. Yeah. They were not hitting the – as as uh, Bethany would say, he threw the ball. They didn't catch it. They let it fall into the end zone and they walked away and got a snack. They didn't grab it. They didn't throw it. No, they were not playing. And that's why he had to keep asking more and more questions so that they could have a show together in the end. Wow. Because it wasn't. I mean, were you heard, at that one? No, I wasn't. A, a lot of people were saying that they felt like maybe the reality TV reckoning was affecting BravoCon as a whole. Yes. Because some of the panels. You know, it, was the, it wasn't in the fandom. No. Fandom was there no matter what. Oh, yeah. But it was, I think it's making everyone more conscious. And also along with with the way social media is today and all of that. It yeah. just makes people go... Uh, it's not worth it to answer yeah. this question. Yeah. Because what am I going to get out of it? I'm going to have this woman hate me. It's going to bleed into the next season. Yeah. Um, and, and like, fuck it. I don't, I don't need, I don't, I was doing it before so that I would get a gold star from Andy when yeah. class ended, but I'm not going to, I don't care about the gold star anymore because it fucks it. me up too much. Yeah. So but some people still do it. Some people still do it, but not many. Yeah. Not many at all. Not many at all. Um, We'll end on this one. New Jersey. They had the two casts going basically on stage. And it's, um, let me see. I think it's Melissa, Margaret, and then it would be uh, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Rachel. And Rachel. They're one team. Yeah. And then Dolores, Teresa, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Aiden, and Jackie Gold. Oh, yeah. Schneider. That's team two. Yeah. And so they had their, and again, those panels aren't going to be as fun no. because the there no one's con, is conflicted yeah, on team one and team two. I heard they haven't even really shot together. Yeah. Many of them haven't. Yeah, I saw Melissa did an interview. She's like, some some of that is true, some of that is not okay. true. She said that that they have filmed together, but here's the thing at BravoCon, I felt and I felt like Bravo did the fans a disservice because I feel like they're feeding into the separation of oh team Teresa versus team Melissa. Yeah, I was like, I'm not attending any of the Real Housewives of New Jersey panels because why are they so special that they're separate? All the other folks have to sit with each other. Tom and Ariana sat with each other. The biggest scandal of it all sat with each other and we are separating New Jersey? No. Put them all in a room together. Have, let's have one panel and let's play ball. This well, is what here, they here's the thing with the reality world in which the people complain, like Nini would complain, I didn't get the spinoffs, like Candy, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Show business is not fair. Mm -hmm. And it's show business. So the Jenna Lyons not showing up, guess what? She's still going to be welcome back to be on the show because she didn't go to BravoCon because she's that valuable. They're, you know, Teresa being like, I'm not going to do the BravoCon if Melissa's on the stage. Okay. Teresa is that valuable. Somebody else... You know, the, the the fourth person, whatever, that you barely remember from Summer House that decides <laughs> not to go. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're not going to go stand and take a thousand pictures. Of, no. Like, so it's like, 
Yeah. It's, the rules will never be completely fair. Yeah. I mean, well, this isn't true. this isn't a factory where you punch your card and you do your eight hours and everyone gets paid the same amount. It's not it. But can you imagine that panel if all of them sat there? <laughs> right. Chaos. <laughs> but then also, I think the other part is they they also don't want any spoilers mm. for the season. So besides not That's spoiling, true. so the producers are censoring them, and then they're censoring themselves. To protect their own, you know, future with these people. Yeah. And in the end, you're just not you're, I think what they should do is they should just going forward next year, it should be more games, history, funny things, have them whatever. Yeah. Have them do the um where they read the Andes. Shakespeare or whatever, where they read this, like have other people try to do. I don't know. Yeah. I just think if you're not going to, if if we're taking snark out of it, yeah. then we've got to bring something else to make people like enjoy it. And and it will be better. It'll be a more positive thing. And not that their performance. Did you see the performance? No. You didn't see the Vegas thing where they came out and they were like singing? No. When was that? There was My so friend, much Chris happening. Chris goes, I think Andy Cohen is the only gay guy that has like no musical oh, talent. Oh, yes, yes. I saw that. Yes, yes. It's funny. It, the only thing I think worse about that is the clip I've seen from the Trace Amigas where they're singing the Sam Smith song. Yeah. Where the Trace Amigas, where can we go to whoop it up? It is what we got. It's the Trace Amigas. Did you see that there were a lot of, there were quite a, at least comment section. I, I saw yeah. a lot of people very upset that Shannon was at BravoCon. They felt like, oh, Bravo, why are you having her here after she's been charged with the DUI and hit and run? And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that people were – I mean, at BravoCon, it's a, a whole other world. Right. People are happy to see her. But I saw the comment section, like, why is she there? Why is she there? Well, I think because um, she didn't hurt anybody. Luckily. She took responsibility. She's doing everything she's supposed to do. Right, luckily. And therefore – like they want to keep her on the show. It's going to be juicy as fuck to see her, you know, talk about this, whether she really gives up drinking or not. She, she's kind of dodged the question about drinking a little bit. Yeah. She's like, I've removed toxic things from my life. Yeah. Like John Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and let's blame it on somebody, you know, or whatever. But, um, that's, yeah, that's definitely going to be her story. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if they, they, Look, Teresa, you know, was in trouble before she went to prison. Mm -hmm. She did her time. She came back. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. You know, but then the Ramona thing, it just it's it, like I said, there's no there's no way to say, well, should have Ramona got come? If da, da, da. It's, it's just they decide nightmare. they just decide <laughs> and it isn't fair. Yeah. Like it's just up to a couple people or one person no. to say yes, no, goodbye. You know, it's not this big, well, we took a vote and everyone send in their ballots <laughs> and by Thursday you'll know who the new housewife is. It's not up to us. It's not up to the loudest, you know, um blogger or whatever either. Yeah. It's like they don't they decide. Yeah. And, you know, and some of the decisions are good and some of them are not. Um all right, let's just plug you a little bit. This is not oh. a good. F I just grabbed this from your thing. <laughs> but um, I love what you do on TikTok and Instagram. Tell Thank everybody you. where they can find you and what you what you're into. 
everything obviously is, all of this but. yeah everything's at the Kempire if you go to thekempire.com you can follow me but I'm, I'm very active on all the platforms TikTok I saw at BravoCon a lot of people like I follow you on TikTok I didn't even realize how much people follow me on TikTok but I'm pretty big on YouTube as well yeah uh, so great yeah all the platforms the Kempire how long have you been doing it for well Technically, I took a little bit of a break. I had been doing this for maybe like 15, more than 15 years ago. And oh, interviewing really? singers, songwriters. I even interviewed Oprah oh, um, about wow. 10 years ago at the top of when she was starting her network. So I've been interviewing celebrities for a long time. And then I got back into it during the pandemic. And here we are today. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And so you're you're loving it. Yeah. Doing yeah. good. Loving my own boss. Yes, me too. <laughs> And so it's the Kempire, and that is the same for TikTok as well as Instagram. Yes, everything is the Kempire. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for Appreciate having me. It. I'm so glad we were able to do it. So juicy. Fun. <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.